Welcome to Pleasurably Ever After, a podcast about sex, relationships, and sexuality. Does this thing still work? It hasn't been used in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> no, it hasn't. We're back. We are back. I, I I hope you missed us. Back and slightly intoxicated because it's like first time nerves all over again. I know. Like I feel like I don't know what to say or how to do things. But, <laughs> but you know what? We are here and we're recording again. We are. We've almost done this about 57 times. Oh, no, this intro is always, like, it's always the hardest part trying to figure out, like, how the fuck you're going to come into it. Oh, I didn't mean the intro. I meant, like... I meant the intro. Oh, I meant, like, how many nights have we been, like, we should do a podcast, and then we never do a podcast. No, we don't. It's just, like, you, you, like, when it comes to doing this kind of stuff, like, it's really hard sometimes to, like, find, like, the time and the motivation and everything, and, like, like, you can't come in and sit here and do a podcast and be in a bad mood. (laughs) No, you have to be in a good mood. You have to be in a relaxed mood. It, all the things have to come together. But we did really miss you guys. And we're sorry that it's been so long. We hope to make it up to you. We're going to, like, we we think we may have found, like, a shtick and a schedule that we can possibly stick to. But as all of you know, <laughs> we are terrible at committing to things. We, we have commitment issues. <laughs> How are we even married? The fact that we've been together for nine years is absolutely, like, astonishing. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I just realized we're shooting this on our anniversary weekend. This is our anniversary weekend. Nine years. Nine years since I randomly messaged you on FetLife. No longer eight-ish years. Nine-ish. Nine-ish. Because, yeah, we're, like, three days beyond. Yeah. But anyway, so we have a lot to talk about. Uh, We've been through some shit. Yeah. We've been through some... Not shit. We've yeah. had some good times and... Some good times and some bad times. Everything. So first, we're just going to tell you, like, what happened and why we stopped. And yeah, we're just basically going to spill our lives out to you for a little bit. Yeah. We did decide that this is going to be, a, like, our officially season two because it's kind of hard to pick up where we left off. I can't tell you what we talked about last time we recorded. <laughs> no, neither can I. And I think it's it's kind of weird and like unauthentic. I was telling Bobby to just come on here and pretend like, oh yeah, we take a massive break. We just went radio silent and we're just going to ignore that and move forward. So this episode is going to be kind of heavy but mainly just because I feel like this is a good representation of what our life is. And this lifestyle and kink and all those things, it's definitely fun. But there is definitely a lot of seriousness. In oh, it's, it. it's definitely not all sunshine and rainbows. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of things that, that go into being in, whether it's a kink relationship, whether it's a LS relationship, whether it's poly or anything like that. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that... People on the outside don't see. They don't see the arguments. They don't see the tears. They don't see the hurt that someone might experience in situations in the LS or in kink or anything like that. Yeah. Just like marriage, 
in any partnership, friendship, anything, it takes a lot of work. And we've taken this time away from the podcast, I feel like, to put in that work. But it definitely hasn't come easy. And it's definitely been like a very like up, down, up, down, up, down journey no it has it's like and it probably will continue to be oh no it will absolutely continue to be like an up down thing like we are hoping to remain more consistent on it like my new work schedule is going to be kind of tricky to do everything but like there's 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 been so much that has been out of our control really yeah for sure i guess there's been so much out of our control but there's also been stuff that's been in our control yeah why why do you think that we stopped doing the podcast i think because i mean if we're being like 100 percent honest we weren't necessarily in the best place in our relationship and like people know us and when we go out we're always happy go lucky we're fun we try not to be drama and no matter how hard you try you're always going to find someone that thinks you are but yeah like, and sometimes unintentionally yeah. Sometimes emotions. Sometimes uh, we've definitely been drama. I think everybody's been drama in their life. No, we, we have. But I think like things just kind of get in the way. And like you said, for like f- 57 times we sat down, we're like, oh, we're going to do the podcast tonight. We're going to do it. Let's have some drinks. Let's do this. And then drinks lead into serious conversation and serious conversation <laughs> leads into emotions and then emotions lead into yeah sometimes they lead into arguments i don't even think like it led to even drinks though we'd be like we're gonna do it but we were in such like an exhausted headspace the both of us especially you that it was like we didn't even have drive to sit down and have drinks i think tonight is the first time in a while since summer that you and i you and i alone have sat down and had drinks together probably but i'm also like generically like a summer drinker (laughs) yes for sure you definitely go on like a sober hiatus in the winter time but i'm like a fucking bear with drinking i just like i and maybe that had something to do with it too is that Mm. like we like to have a couple drinks before we do it and it just like i don't know winter the winter blues man no like the weather (laughs) totally plays a factor because if you remember correctly like we exclusively did this podcast in the garage my garage is not heated. <laughs> no, it's fucking freezing. There's no way I'm filming. There's no way that I'm talking in the garage right now. No, no. fucking way. So we like we were like, oh, we're gonna move it inside. But once again, like our like I think it I think our last episode was actually like parenting and parenting and sex, basically. So it's like, where are we gonna record this that my child won't hear? <laughs> and yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we finally decided, you know, we're going to sit down. We're going to do this because I think it's a major thing that's, that's like, doing the podcast has been helpful for our relationship um, more than it's helpful for you guys, probably. Yeah, I feel like it's like a weird talk therapy session without a therapist, like the microphone. This sounds like so fucking Tumblr metaphoric, but like the microphone is our therapist and we just get a chance to talk and some things that i say surprise me some things that you say surprise me and i think we just like really air out our dirty laundry and i don't even think it matters if we have like one listener a hundred listeners whatever i don't think we're doing this for anybody but ourselves no we are doing it for ourselves but at the same time we like you guys and we want you to keep listening (laughs) we love you (laughs) oh krista and her porn star voice 
But no, so a lot has really happened with us in the last six months. I've anywhere from breakups to boundaries to um, loss of work, depression, mental health issues. We've been through it all. Like we we've we've had a lot of issues that we. I think in the like in the last three weeks, we've really come to a resolution with them, and we 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 think we may have found a good transition. Sorry, I'm not sitting close enough to the microphone, and she's waving <laughs> for me to come closer. <laughs> like my voice doesn't carry. It doesn't. Look at the little bars on the on the thing. <laughs> but like we we've a lot has happened. Like so in the in in the industry that I'm in, the industry, excuse me that I'm in, like, there is a lot of slow times in work. And me personally, and I don't know how it is for a lot of other people, when I'm not working, it's great It's great to look at it and be like, oh, like, you get time to hang out with your family and you can go and do all this and you can do all this. For me personally, just because of the way I was raised, it is has a huge impact on my life. And your confidence and, and how you see yourself as a man. No, it absolutely does. And like, I mean, it's stupid to think that way, but it's how I am. And when I'm not working, I don't feel confident. I don't feel strong. Like I feel really weak and I feel really helpless when I don't have my job to fall back on. Yeah. You want to be the provider for our family. You want to be the caretaker. And we went through this exact same thing during the immigration process in the beginning of our relationship, except that was like a years and years and years long process. But definitely whenever you like are off work, that's always the number one trigger for any mental health episode that you're going to have. No, absolutely. And and like I said, work for me is very important. Like it keeps my mind busy and Anybody else that's listening that struggles with mental health can say, like, if you keep your mind busy, you don't think about the problems that aren't there. Yes. There's, like, a saying about, like, idle hands, I think. I, uh, yeah, there it's is like a saying, but I don't know It's like idle hands make the devil's work or something. I don't know. <laughs> but so, like, I – so, basically, my work industry slowed down. Like, the show I was on ended. Yeah. And I – and there was no new work. Yeah. So I had a good four months where I was off work. I didn't know when I was going to get back to work. Or you worked like a little bit sporadically throughout that, but I had the few... sporadicness, I think, made it even worse. No, it did because you didn't know what was guaranteed. And then uh, obviously, like, we've we've had some experiences. And, like, as a man, I can say this. Like, I had an experience that completely diminished my sexual behavior, com- like, completely destroyed it. I was in the middle of a party an orgy party and I couldn't get hard. <laughs> my biggest fantasy watching other people have sex, especially my wife and I couldn't get a hard dick. And that just completely killed my brain. Like up, like before that time, like our sex life was better than it had ever been. Yeah. And then this happened and it all went to fucking shit. Like everything that I had worked up to just went. Yeah. This was, I guess like work stopped a week or two before. Yeah. And then this happened and then you just went into a really deep and dark depression, probably the second darkest depression I've ever seen you go through and it was really scary. No, I mean depression is always excuse me, a scary a scary thing. Sorry, I burped. I'm drinking. You it nasty. Happens. You nasty. It happens. Like anybody who drinks knows you burp. Um 
But no, it was definitely, it was a scary time for me because like I had built up so much confidence in myself, which was, which is really hard. Like I may be arrogant, but I still have, I still struggle with my confidence issues and it just completely freaking killed all the confidence I had, like all the momentum I built. It's like I ran into a fucking brick wall and like I couldn't do anything anymore. No work. My dick doesn't work. What am I? If I can't fuck, if I can't work, how am I a man? I guess that's how that. I constantly saw you. I obviously didn't feel those things, but I could tell that you thought those things. No, and and as the saying goes, we are we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. We always will be. We're always our biggest critics. We're always our own worst enemy. And when we fail at something, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, trans, whatever, like you are your biggest critic. Like you're going to hate everything about you, no matter how good people tell you it is. Right. You can tell me all the time, I'm the best looking person. I'm the hot. I'm the smartest. I'm the funniest. I'm whatever. I can't believe the things that you say, just because like that's like we don't feel it ourselves, right? And there's only those hallmark things that help your confidence, that help build your confidence and make it better. So we had the depression, and then during this time period. I think not only were we going through a depression, but I think during this depression, stuff from maybe like a little bit before the depression happened, during the depression, like we started to really like build up resentment towards each other. Yeah. Like, and we did. And and this is something that, like I said, like, like I said earlier, you don't see it. Like, it's not the sides that you see from people. Mm-hmm. These are the things that happen behind closed doors when it's just a couple of them together or it's just a person together or whatever. Like, these are the things you don't see. Someone who may be the most cheerful, happy, go-lucky, fun person you know could really be battling their demons. But especially when you get into something that is that involves so many other people like our life does. And it's complicated. It complicates it so much more. Yeah. You know, especially when you flirt with Polly, when you play in the LS with other people, you know, you're constantly talking to other people. And like one of my biggest pitfalls is like, I actually got like addicted to like different groups and different situations that I was in because of how much attention I was receiving, which I'm not used to. And I think because you were feeling so low about yourself at that time i i feel I, you I, overcompensated no for absolutely. that attention elsewhere absolutely like i i looked i looked to these these groups and these settings and everything else as a way to build my confidence and that's just the worst thing that you can do like you need to love yourself before anyone else can help you yeah like you need to love yourself and you don't need to have the likes or the loves or whatever that you get from other people to love yourself No. Like you need to know, you need to learn to know your own worth. There's going to be times where you struggle with it and you say, fuck, like I, like, why does anybody love me? Like, why, like, why does anyone care about me? Anything like that. And it's a really hard pill to swallow. And I'm sorry to go so deep in this podcast. I promise we will lighten up later. But things happen and they, they demoralize you and they just make you feel less than you are. And, but that's because you don't appreciate who you are. Right. And if you if you don't appreciate who you are, like no one is really going to fully appreciate you because they're never going to know the real you. Yeah. They're going to know the facade that you put on to make it seem like everything's okay. 
And from like a spouse's standpoint, it's really hard to watch your partner struggle with loving with themselves. It's really hard to watch your partner struggle and feel so helpless and almost like not take it personally, not to be like, why do you need attention from other people? Don't I tell you that you're handsome enough? Don't I try to fill your love tank enough? And it really had nothing to do with me. And I don't know, maybe that, that was my inner narcissisticness that like, I constantly felt like it was like a fucking slight at me that you were depressed. But that was a huge source of my resentment for you was that like, I'm sitting over here. I'm trying so hard to make you feel good, to make you feel noticed. I can't fix work. I can't fix your dick. No. But like, I'm I'm trying all these things. I'm getting us in certain situations like that, that I thought would make you happy. And nothing I did made you happy and i just felt like that made that effect affected my confidence that made me no, feel and, like and it, wow i'm such a low life i can't even help my husband and it absolutely will and that's the and, and so this takes us to our next topic which is the fact that our marriage almost actually broke down in the six months yeah it like, was a really really hard go we've had some rough fights like we have Actually, like, gone as far as, like, separating ourselves from everything going around. Yeah. Like, we took a good month and a half, month off from all social media sites, really. Like, I mean, without, I mean, we, those of you that know me, like, yeah, I had a status here and there. But, like, we took ourselves away from it to focus more on us. Because all these things, like the depression, the resentment that we build up, like you broke boundaries, I broke boundaries, we both did things that like are quote unquote unspeakable in our agreement and our arrangement and our marriage that we had set in place. Which only made like the toxic sludge that was already beginning to build like bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think we both justified the boundary breaking, which made it even worse. No, absolutely we did. Like I'm like... We are both very defensive people by nature. Yes, yes so, we are. So you come at us with with something that we slighted you with. We're gonna be like, "Well, what the fuck? Like, yeah, why? Well, why? you did this. Yeah, you did this. Like, why should yeah. I feel bad? Or when you did this, I didn't treat you that way when you fucked up. Why are you treating me this way? And so, like, the toxic sludge and everything just got so thick that we honestly, like, we reached a breaking point. Mm-hmm. And thank God we we found a way through it. Like, we found a we, uh, all right. So. This doesn't work for everybody. It works for us. We find when we get into those points where we are just literally screaming at each other for no reason. And this is the second time it's happened in our entire marriage that it's been this bad. That it's been this bad. But you know what What for us fixes it? Is we literally, we make it worse. <laughs> yeah. And then we heal. Mm-hmm. It's like when you when you get a shard of glass in your foot, you got to cut open the hole that's already there a little bit bigger to get the glass out. Absolutely, that's a good analogy. So you you have to you have to open the wound to to heal the wound. Mm-hmm. And so how we did that is we literally got into a fight. We were arguing, and we were like, you know what? Tell me everything that you're resentful for. And that's how we did. Chris is having another drink. <laughs> well, this so, is a hard conversation, right? So we found a way to do it, and this is like she said, this is the second time we've had to do it. And, it's not something that I'm going to say, oh, if you guys are fighting and you're having a hard time in your marriage, 
make it worse so you can make it better. <clears throat> no, it doesn't work for everybody. No, it, it works for us. What works for us isn't going to work for you. Like what works for us in sex isn't going to work for you. What works for us in kink isn't going to be your kink. That's just the way the world is. Every couple is different. Every individual person is different. But the thing is, is to find ways to work around it. And I think that's something that we did. Now, what we've done to mend the situation. Yeah. I Before we get into that, I just want to say we didn't even just have it like between you and I. We definitely had the help of one very loyal fucking friend. <clears throat> no. That sat and listened to numerous conversations, sat and listened to while I broke down. I talked to her on my own. You talked to her on her own. She stayed completely fucking neutral. And... I don't know. She was really mad at me when I talked to her at first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But... She was super key in helping me figure out things. And not just her, but there was a period where, a, I don't know, about a month ago now, where we got into probably the worst fight that we've ever had. Yeah. Like, I'm talking toxic, terrible, really fucking bad fight. Um, and bad behavior on both of us. I had... A lot of people reach out to me. You had a lot of people reach out to you. Yeah. No. When you like, <laughs> I have made some of the best friends and have met some of the best people I've ever known in my life in the last year. And I don't even have to say anything. And these people know to reach out. And, and to those of you that listen to this and know who I'm talking to, thank you. Yeah. Like, it, it means a lot. And thank you. Thank you for being such a good friend to me, but also for those that just have that friendship with Bobby, thank you for being a good friend to him, too. We don't need to all have the same friends, but I'm so glad that you have people that you can talk to, and I'm so glad I have people I can talk to, and I know that I've been really blessed in the friendship outside of the lifestyle and everything, where, as because... You move to this country. You don't know a lot of people. I don't. I don't. Yada yada yada. Everyone I know is either through her or through the lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> you have finally made real friends, and it's it's everything to me. It's everything to me too. It's everything to me to be able to be who I am. Yeah. Like I, I will say, like if you get a chance, like find friends that you can be who you are with. There are so many people that you have to hide parts of yourself with. And those aren't like those are can be good friends, but they're not going to be your best friends. No, like find people that love you for all your fucked up inness. Yes, uh, and if you can find those people, you're going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay anyway. I don't fucking know you. You can call me, and I'll I'll talk to you. Absolutely. So, but shout out to those people because they helped us get us through. They helped us rebuild so how did we fix this fucked up mess that we were in so how are we sitting here talking laughing with each other because at one point i think we wanted to go toe-to-toe and box no i think maybe Uh, (laughs) no what we did is because for us personally sex and kink and everything are such a huge part of our lives 
Yes. That we actually indoctrined more of a, 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 a newer dynamic to us. I uh, wouldn't say it was a new dynamic. I was going to say we went back to the basics, how we met our roots. No, we, 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 what started, we always wanted. We started to focus more on our lives in kink and less on swinging. Yeah. Or playing with others. Now, for us personally, for our kinks to work, others are always involved. Yes. We've learned and we've discussed some really hard truths between the two of us. And we have a motto. It's who we are. Like it, it is like being with other people sexually, not yes. not emotionally. Like like that's just who we are. We have known since day one that other people were going to be a huge part and non-monogamy was going to be a huge part of our relationship and then our engagement and now our marriage. Day one, you told me (laughs) that you essentially needed to have a wife that was going to sleep with other dudes. I wanted to slut for a wife. I didn't want to turn a hoe into a housewife. I wanted to turn a housewife into a hoe. (laughs) <laughs> like, like i i love i love seeing my partner with other people and something that we've discovered over time just mostly within the last six months is how much you enjoy seeing me with other people yeah in the beginning we thought that i was the exhibitionist and you were the voyeur but now we've realized that i have like voyeuristic tendencies in me as well as exhibitionism and you have exhibitionism in you as well as voyeurism no i never thought i'd be the one who liked to put on a show i don't even know if i put on a fucking no but you can definitely fuck while people watch no i can i I can fuck while people watch i I can fuck in a group like that's something but like so once we realize that hard truth that we need other people in our relationship like we need it not to save our marriage not to save our relationship it's something that's been there since the beginning but for our sex life to be like full capacity, a hundred percent. We need other people, and not all the time. Not all the time, no. And so, something that we discovered is that we both need to be better at holding each other accountable. That's what we're doing to actually fix everything that's going on. Is we've actually adapted more of an accountable relationship. Uh, we're actually going to get more into it on the next episode. Yeah, I was going to say. Before he kind of jumbled the two things, (laughs) I was going to kind of say that, you know me, my brain needs to be organized. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, we realize we need other people, but we also realize that we need to go back to the basics because in the beginning, there were two things that we talked about day one, which were needing other people and me needing to feel submissive in my relationship. Yeah, no, and and I have always struggled, like, since I've been on this podcast, I always say, like, I'm a dom, I'm a dom, I'm a dom. (laughs) I'm a domly dom. dom. (laughs) I like to dom. Like, I've always said that, but there's there's so much control that you have to take. And to to have a fully, like, a, a fully submissive partner. Right. And it took a while. It took almost nine years. For me to grab that horse by the reins and actually take full control of the relationship like I needed to do years ago. Right. And so that's when, yes, I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. But that's where we 
came down to we need something stronger than like a daddy dom little girl relationship we need something more structured more consistent and everything more strict and i think getting back down to the basics of things that we both knew that we needed and being honest with each other about those things was like the foundation of like building on and building back to our marriage because I felt really lost at a time period. I, After we had that big fight, I felt like really fucking hopeless. I'm not going to lie. Like I felt like I don't even know what to do. Like, do I get a divorce? Do I implode my whole family? Do I, do we hate each other? Do we love each other anymore? Like so many questions, so much hurt. And the only thing that I could do was to think back on when we first got together, what were the things that we talked about? What were the things that we agreed upon? What were the things that we said we both wanted? And had those things changed or were they the same? And we found out that they were exactly the same. And to the point where we, like, I mean, we've mentioned in an episode before, like with the DDLG thing that like we had signed a contract. Right. We actually went through the process and we re-signed a whole new contract. We have new rules. We have new guidelines set. We have boundaries listed. We have everything else. We we have everything literally like on paper. Actually, not on paper. It's on an app. Yeah. That we found. Like we've actually found like a BDSM like obedience tracker app. And so we have everything listed there. So there's no questioning. There's no loopholes. There's no getting around anything. And so it's forced us to hold each other to be more accountable. Not just like you need to be accountable and doing everything that I instruct you to do in a day. Yeah. But I need to be accountable in one, making sure that you have everything you need to be able to do these things and to make sure you actually do them. And I think like having that accountability for us, because we are such commitment lacking junkies that we, we needed that. And so we discovered that this way and, and how it works. And so we are now in a master slave relationship. Like that's what we identify it as. Right. And it involves so many different things that we'll actually probably get into in the next episode, in the next episode. But like to add on to that, I guess I would say is that it's not just, Oh, like I needed this and you needed this. So you're going to be this way for me. I think during this argument, we had to dig really fucking deep into, like, who we are. And I, it wasn't just, oh, I need to be submissive. You need to be in control as much as I need to be submissive. No, absolutely. I am a control freak. And this is this goes beyond just in my relationship. Like, I'm a control freak in everything that I do. Like, in, in scenes that we play and everything else and at work, at you know, in my family life with my, with everything, like I'm always the one, like if I don't have the control, I, I feel lost. Absolutely. And I guess <laughs> if you hear something in the background, that's our 12 year old playing video games. I, I feel like it wasn't just like, oh, you're going to be my slave now. Here's some fucking rules. Like it was before. Like we literally sat for two, three days researching talking about everything like one day we talked for six hours straight no and and sometimes that's what you have to do and this goes 
this goes beyond just like marriages in like non-monogamous or like marriages in kink or anything like that. It's, it's marriage in general. Like you have to, you have to be able to know these things. You have to just sit there and talk and talk and talk. I don't care if you've been together for two months or 25 years. Like these are conversations that you still need to have on a regular basis. And like we set up a thing now where like once a week we sit down and we talk about everything. We talk like, was there anything I did in this last week that upset you? Was there anything that I did in this last week that did this and and everything else? Yeah. And we, in making the contract, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to make these rules. It was like we researched what rules we wanted. We sat down and we made a list of what each other needed from the other person. Yeah. And what we needed to hold each other accountable in doing this. And the weird thing is, and like we said before, it's not for everybody. Our relationship isn't your relationship. But like navigating out how this DS relationship was going to work was actually navigating out how our relationship, our real relationship was going to work. It forced us to talk about, like, we would start talking about the DS, but then it would be talking about real issues talking about like what affected us talking about past resentments talking about how we hurt each other talking in general like it got the conversations that we needed to have going no absolutely and i and i think like since we've had these conversations like we've seen a new open side of each other that we want to not exploit but we want to explore like we want to to try these different things and we want to continue to live our lives with this structure it's something that we find is important. You may not find it Im- important, but we find it important. And fact of the matter, this podcast is about us. It's not about you. <laughs> nana, like, nana, boo, boo. We like for you to listen. <laughs> you know, but that's not to say that during these six months that we've been fucking living underground and living in a shelter. And, no. And, and if anything, as chaotic as everything we just said and like how fucked up and terrible we were, like weirdly enough, I felt like we were also like busy. And, like, that busyness kept us from, like, also doing the work that we need in our relationship because we were going to a lot of parties. We were making a lot of plans. And we just, like, we used it all as a distraction. Fun distractions, man. I'm not going to discourage it. Like, no, we had, no. We had, a, we had a really, we, we've had, I think, like, three orgies, maybe four. I don't know. One of I wasn't involved <laughs> in. I don't know. <laughs> you did the elusive three girls on your cock at one time that was fun that was <laughs> i would fun. hope it would be fun that was a lot of fun like we we've had a lot of fun like i mean now now is where we get fun actually in the podcast and we get a little sexy and a little jivey but no like we've had orgies we've discovered a lot about each other in this time and it's something that we've carried on like into like our new dynamic like me seeing her with other men has always been a thing but how much she enjoys seeing me with other women is something that's like exploded on the fucking thing. <laughs> like, like putting a Mentos in a fucking pop. Like, <laughs> I swear it's all she can think about these days. <laughs> no, I definitely think about dick yeah. a lot. No, she, but like, but we were able to have fun, and then through those fun moments, like, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more detail about them. Like, we've learned things about ourselves as well. Yeah, for sure. So when we had last left off, you had finally had sex with, like, the first woman other than me for the first time. And it was a general, like, amazing experience. 10 out of 10. Loved that experience. Great experience. 
feeling really fucking good about it. So I think like we just were like, well, that's fun. But like we had no expectations on when it would happen again, when we would do it or whatever. Anytime we've had these orgies, it it came from like it, it was literally like a sporadic moment. I I don't know, you say sporadic, but, like, I don't know if I have, like, a sixth orgy sense or something, but, or maybe I'm just, like, the facilitator of the orgies. You definitely can't, you definitely are the facilitator of the orgies. (laughs) Like, you legit, like, we were at a party, and we were outside, and you just got on your knees and started going down on a girl at a party. Like, okay, (laughs) FYI, we are sluts. We like to fuck and have fun. Sexy, sexy fun. It's who we are. Deal with it. Like, but that's how that one started. And I was like, okay, let's take it somewhere else because it's fucking cold outside. Right. Like, unfortunately, that was the time that my dick couldn't get hard. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? We didn't even let that situation stop us because then there was more fun later in the evening that didn't involve you that you just got to be a spectator of. Oh, no. Watching a girl bang is one of the funnest things you can do. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, but we've had others since then too. Like that wasn't even the first one. The first no, one that, that was that was later on. The but first yeah, one we've had was like we had one in a hot tub. Like, and that why. was like a crazy. When people ask me, I feel like I'm gonna be talking about that one until I'm like 80 years old, if not older, because that one felt like I don't know if you've ever seen the scene from Zoolander where like they drink the mushroom tea and then they break out into like a crazy orgy with like. The quote unquote, and this is little people. <laughs> um, but it felt like that. Like the room was spinning. We were in a hot tub. It was dark. There were lights. There were women. There were men. There was sex. And it just felt like like moaning and lights and wet. And like I didn't even, I didn't have my glasses on. So I come fucking see shit. I want it for everyone who knows me. I never fucking wear my glasses so I can never see shit. But like, I, it was a crazy immersive fucking experience. No, it was. And they've, they've all actually gotten crazy immersive. Like, and they all, yes, you do facilitate most of them. I mean, in the hot tub, they were already playing. I was just sitting there because I'm a good little boy. And I was like, I'm not going to do anything without my wife. (laughs) And I was like. I'm not going to make her mad. No. And I was like, that was, I think that was like a changing party for me. Because normally by parties, I'm always like by your side or by someone else's side. No, I'm really shy. So mad at me. Like I, cause I'm, I'm the social butterfly. I won't stay in a conversation for more than three minutes and I'm moving on to the next. (coughs) Like I, so like, and that, and then that night she was like, she fucked off and went and did her own thing. Like, I'm just like, all right, where's my wife? What is she doing? Like I couldn't. For find once, her. you had to ask where I was. No, I did, and like then I was like, all right. I told her. I said, hey, I'm gonna go sit in the hot tub. You keep doing you boo because I'm sober this night. Like I had like two drinks, but I had to drive home, so I was sober. And so I was like, I'm gonna go sit in the hot tub because I love sitting in hot tubs. So I'm sitting out there. I get in the hot tub. I'm still wearing underwear. Okay, mind you, nobody else in the hot tub is wearing anything. I'm still wearing my underwear, like I said, because I'm a good little boy. Krista comes in, sees someone else making out and everything and some action going on. And she's like, well, what the fuck? Why, why, why wasn't I invited? And, and she came and <laughs> clothes peeled, clothes were off in like 1.2 seconds. And she was in the hot tub and she swore the whole night before, like, I don't want to sit in the hot tub. I'm not going to sit in the hot tub. Like, why would I sit in the hot tub? I just got a spray tan. Why am I going to sit in the hot tub? <laughs> but- People aren't going to know that I'm naturally tan. 
But and then she gets in, and then all hell <coughs> hell didn't break loose. Like I mean, all sexy hell, all sexy hell broke loose, and I got the elusive triple blow job, and it was hot, and you know, and from that moment, it's something that we legit have craved. Now, have all of our experiences with other people gone smoothly? Mm. Not exactly. No, I I think like we started off hot, and like that was the first time was hot, the second time was hot, and then. The third time at the beginning, you had some dick troubles. And then, like, you know what I mean? A- another time, I got really into my feels in that-, in that moment. And, like, we discovered a lot of things during that moment that I didn't really know were there. Because I was riding so fucking high on, like, ooh, it is so fucking hot to see him with other women. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I want him to do it every minute of every day. Like, so fucking obsessed. But in certain moments, I realized, like, oh, man, like, I want to see him with other women. But, like, I also want him to, like, make sure that he pays, like, enough attention to me. You also want to make sure you're getting enough dick at the time, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, too. (laughs) It sucks when you're in an orgy and you're the odd woman out and you're just like, uh, well, everybody's hooked up and has a partner. Like, I can awkwardly straddle this person or i can uh diddle my pussy but you never want to be the odd woman out in an orgy especially an orgy you started (laughs) but no i think at the end of the day like everyone had fun and everything i remember fucking after that one and like it was like we had like crazy hot passionate sex and then literally because we were really drunk (laughs) we fucking we we fucking rolled over and passed out (laughs) yeah we did it's funny because i made like a little a little funny announcement like we may or may not have a surprise for everyone today on my facebook today and everyone's like are you pregnant i'm like i fucking hope not (laughs) (laughs) because that night (laughs) like i like like, fuck, last time we got pregnant, we were really, really fucking drunk. So. <laughs> and it happened the first time you got a blowjob from somebody else. Yeah, right? Like, so, but no, like, it's it's funny. But like I said, we haven't been nuns. We've had fun. Like, I've discovered I'm a makeout whore at parties. You are. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's like, so are you. So don't look at me like that. I'm not looking. Anything. You make out with just as many people as I do generally. There may be a night where you make out with one person less than me, but the like, last time. Okay, that was one person less than me. No, it was like three people less <laughs> All than right, me. Alright, whatever. Anyway, not to get into that. But no, like we are the fun people. We like to go and have fun. And we are true believers in like like we've discovered that we are legitimate hedonists. Like for those of you that don't know what a hedonist is, a hedonist is someone. I thought who, it was hedonist. Hedonist, hedonist, hedonist. Yeah. Whatever, like someone who seeks pleasure above all else. Yes. We are that. I don't want to mispronounce the word again, but we are that. We seek pleasure. So when we go to a party, like yeah, we're DTF. We're down to have fun and fuck and have a good fucking time. Yeah. Like. That's who we are. That's not everybody. And I'm not saying if you're in the lifestyle that you have to be some fucking outgoing fucking slut that just wants to get dick every time you go out in public. And like disclaimer, we're always fucking safe and respectful. We don't ever go into anything with expectations like, no, you're going to fuck us. No, even when I talk to people and I know like there's a sexual chemistry between us and like, 
we know we want to fuck each other and like she wants to fuck you too and he wants to fuck and whatever like i know that but i always tell them like up front like listen like just because we see each other doesn't mean that at the end of the day we're gonna have sex no it doesn't mean we're gonna fuck it might because there's chemistry there but it doesn't mean that we're gonna have sex whenever we see you absolutely not like there's a there's a song that i love right now and it's by like willow smith and her boyfriend or whatever and everything it's like some people take it like all right so it's funny on tiktok because it's that caught a vibe song or whatever and people think it's more of a drug like for us it's more of like cool like we catch like that positive like sexual vibe in that moment and we're gonna go for it yeah but no we are always safe we are always respectful like i'm not gonna push my dick inside you if you don't want it no. Like, <laughs> and without a condom. And without a condom. That's why safe, I said safe. Se- safe sex, kids. Safe sex. No, absolutely. And, and, but that's who we are. That doesn't mean you have to be that way. No. But that's just how we are. Like, we just enjoy the pleasures. Like, just because I have sex with you doesn't mean that, like, anything else is going to happen. Like, no. For us, sex is sex. Sex is a pleasurable act that people do. Absolutely. And we are more than capable of separating sex. An emotion. And I used to be really scared, like, can I do that? But I think within these last few months, I've, like, learned, oh, fuck. I actually can. Yeah, sex is, like, sex is, like, to me, sex is just sex. Yeah. And you, well, you've always felt that way, but no, I, I have I've 100% always felt that way. And, like, that's why, like, you, you'll be talking to a guy and he'll, like, want to, like, take you out somewhere or whatever. I was like, okay, is it a fuck date or is it a date? Yeah. If it's a fuck date... Go for it. If it's a date, I'm a more hesitant person. Absolutely. Like, I don't, like, because that's emotional. And I'm not the biggest person on emotions. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't even know where we lie on that one. So, like, the last time that we talked, like, we were like, yeah, we're going to start this poly journey. Like, we're thinking that, like, maybe I'm poly. Maybe that's okay. But then a bunch of shit happened. It's not okay for me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you were finally really honest. Because to go back to his more serious topic, a lot of the resentments, I felt like we had a really big communication breakdown. Number one thing I learned is that, and like this is advice for every couple, don't say something's okay if it's really not okay. And that's the both of us here. No, 100%. Because like I've asked you something like at a party, like, the first party I had, and I made out with people for the first time in my fucking life since I met, but since I met you, right? And everything. I was like, "Are you okay with this?" Like, I I came to you immediately after. I was like, "Hey, listen, so and so kissed me. Like, it happened. Like, are you okay?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine." So I made out with other people that night. Come to find out, she wasn't at the time. Now she's completely fine with it. Like, she doesn't care at all. I encourage it. She encourages it. <laughs> like she like literally will force my face into somebody else at this point. Um, but she told me it was okay. And then the next day comes to me, goes, that wasn't okay. But what we learned from that situation is you asked me when I was already drunk or in public, so like, or in public around other people. And if something's fucking not okay, you don't want to say in front of the other person. Cause it's not their fucking fault. You don't want to be like, actually, no, it's not okay. Even though it is okay. So we learned that like, before we go to a party or before we do anything, we fucking sit down and have the talk every single time. What's no, okay? No, we do. We, we What's go, not okay? We go into it and we go, okay, like, how are you feeling? Because truthfully, with anything to do in the LS, like, you have to be in the right headspace to do it. Yeah. Like, you have to be. So if you go into it in a negative headspace, it's not going to end well. No. It's not going to be good at all. No. Like, so we have that talk. Like, what are you okay with happening? 
if that changes, you need to come talk to me. You need to let me know. You need to give me a signal if that changes. Yeah. Right? Like, if if you go into it saying, like, uh, everything's a-okay. Like, one thing about me is I don't play without you. Right. Like, I don't. Like, there's a couple fantasies, like, with a blowjob or whatever in a bathroom and stuff like that. But I don't play without you. Right. Like, it's only me and you when I'm involved. Right. You, on the other hand, you can go do whatever you want because I like you to be a whore. So, <laughs> um, you know, and, and so we just kind of, we have that conversation, like, what is okay? Like, is sex on, with other people on the table tonight? Is it not? If you say it is, and then later on you feel like it's not, you need to let me know. Absolutely. Because what will happen is, is like, so you'll ride with that initial thought. And then the next day we'll come and be like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it, but I was scared to tell you. Like, you can't let it get that way because that's going to build resentment. For sure. Coming from me. But where where your problem was, was you'd be like, oh, I'm okay with it. I can't believe you did that. Oh, I'm okay with it. I can't believe you did that. No. I, if you want to do that I, and it's going to make you happy, you can do it. But. I definitely am at fault for that. And now, like, I, and I've gotten better about it. And, like, I just expressed, like, about the, like, the fuck date versus the date. Yeah. Like, I've gotten more honest about it and everything else. Right. And it's something that you that anyone else that goes through this journey is going to experience. Like, you're yeah. going to have moments where, like, something feels okay and then it doesn't. Absolutely not. And one person told me, and this is, like, the truest fucking read I've ever heard about the both of us, is that, like, when we, like, like something, we, like, fucking cliff dive into it like we don't even think twice we fucking jump first we fucking get head fucking on and then we fucking deal with like the residual shit afterwards like we don't like logically sit down and talk about it like we have to like make a lot of mistakes and every fucking, orgy we've been in is- <laughs> <laughs> like we just fucking go for it and sometimes it works in our favor but sometimes it fucking epically shits the bed yeah and i think Like, the cool part about doing this podcast is, like, you're living it as we're living it. And, like, we've already made fucking a ton of mistakes. We've already Hopefully we can help you. Hopefully you can learn from some of our mistakes and and not go through them. But I will say sometimes making a mistake is a good way to find out. That's the thing, too, is, like, your partner or whatever has to understand, like, it was a mistake. It wasn't an intentional, like, thing to, like, get at them. Like, like, it ha- like, honestly, like, because we had talked about it, we've been like, okay, we're gung ho, everything's good, and then someone takes it too far. Me, I didn't listen to your words when you told me to stop doing something, and I continued to do it. Yeah, you know, like, there's things that we do, and we make these mistakes, but hopefully, what you can do is you can take these mistakes, and then you can grow from them. Yeah, and, and I think we them. we have grown definitely a lot, and there's no there's no point. And, like, going too into the past, bygones are bygones. I want to move forward. You want to move forward. Oh, I'm already forward. But we definitely know where our faults are and where our strengths are. And I'm sure as we continue to live this life, we're going to encounter more faults that we don't even realize. And because, like, I, what I was going to say was that this person said that, like, me and you are really hyper people. And we just, like, jump into things. Mm-hmm. And that is such an accurate read on who we Absolutely. are. And we're going to continue to be that way. And we're going to have no. to continue to fight against that urge to fucking jump in and think later instead of think first and then act. It's going to be a hard thing for us, but I think it's something that we can do. We both have ADHD. Like, no, 100%. 
Like, <laughs> like, like unmedicated ADHD. Like, like, so like, we're on the fucking wild. Like, th- like here's another like quick analogy for you. Like, just think about like how you get into a pool. Yeah. Are you the kind of person who goes down the steps to get into the pool? Or are you the kind of person who likes to jump in, fucking get it over with, and live with it? We're both the jumper inners. So that that's how we are, and that's how we have to learn to adapt to what we do. Yeah. Some people are better at calculating everything that can happen in these moments. And props to them. Good for you. That's not us. No. I'm not saying to be like us. No. I'm just saying like this is us. And that's how we are. This is who we are. Like that is that is our our life's motto at this point. Like this is who we are. This is what we both enjoy. And this is what we're going to do because we both enjoy it. Absolutely. And it makes us happy. And we're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes. But everyone's going to make mistakes we're gonna, no matter how much they think or how much they don't. We're going to hurt each other. We're going to hurt other people unintentionally. I think at the end of the day, you have one of the kindest hearts I've ever seen in somebody. And I know that you don't ever. But I'm ever, also the coldest motherfucker in the planet. <laughs> you can be. When somebody gets to a level where you just, it's unforgivable, you are super quick to cut somebody off. Too quick, in my opinion. But when you care, you have a really fucking big heart. And I know that you have never done anything in your whole entire life to purposely hurt me. Or anybody else for that no. matter. But I hope that you feel the same way about me. No, I do. I don't think that like I don't think that you do things to intentionally hurt me in the same way I don't do things to intentionally hurt you. Good. Like I think we have a strong base and like Thank you for listening to our uh, therapy session. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, we have learned so much. And what we hope to accomplish, like, with this podcast is not only to, like, educate you on different aspects of, like, kink and the LS world and everything else. You know, like I said in the first episode, we're here to educate, explore, and evolve. Right. We've done a lot of evolving and, and exploring. <laughs> And we've done all. I don't know if we've done any educating. That's for you guys to decide. But I hope, like, I'm I'm hoping that this opens your eyes to things and you can maybe learn from some of the mistakes that we made. If you don't and you still fuck up, it's okay to make a mistake. Right. It's what you do from that mistake that defines who you are. Absolutely. So live your life ethically. (laughs) As much as you can. Because at the same time, we're all hypocrites at some point. We all live unethically. Be kind to each other. Be forgiving. But at the same time, don't take any more shit than you have to take. Absolutely. Now, normally we would end our podcast with a fun little like, who's your daddy? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Fun comedy game. We're not doing that today just because we had a lot of seriousness going on. Yeah. This is a catch up episode. This is a catch up episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope we made you laugh. I hope I didn't make you cry too much. Um <laughs> And then tune in. I'm hoping. I say hope. With the best intentions we have. Y'all know us. We don't hold true to our commitments all that well when it comes to recording. (laughs) We're working on it. But we've decided that Sunday nights, especially after this Sunday, football season's over, and I'll have Sunday nights free to start recording at least every other Sunday. Yes. So we bring you a bi-weekly podcast on new things. Our next episode, we are actually going to get more into the master-slave dynamic. And BDSM. And BDSM. Mostly the master-slave because we're going to talk more about like our structure, our rules, and how we 
are progressing with things and how we're going to, how we our go contract, about our contract, like our contract is huge. Like the, the, uh, the, the, the BDSM app that we found and everything else, we're going to go over a lot of those things and inspire things. And they could be hot for you. And they could be like, wow, whoa, I don't want fucking someone controlling me that much. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, but we're all about bringing options to the world. So absolutely. Like we're going to have episodes. Hate us or the, love us. We're going to have episodes on some of the crazier shit. So, but thank you so much for waiting for us, for loving us and caring about us. For supporting us, for asking us and like, checking like, in. What are when you, you going to do it? When's your next podcast, yeah. man? Like, you're behind. Yeah. Thank you for encouraging us because we could have easily just given up. But we love doing this, actually. We do. And, and as much as we have commitment issues, we fucking ride hard for the things that we love. Absolutely. And we love doing this podcast. We do. We really do. And I'm And sorry. we love you guys. And we're sorry we made you wait so long. We miss you. Hopefully, we're gonna you're gonna hear from us again in the next couple of weeks, and everything's gonna be fucking kosher. <laughs> but we're gonna go have sex now. So woo! It's our anniversary weekend. So y'all have a great day, morning, night, whatever time of the day you're listening to this in, and take care. We'll talk to you soon. Mwah. Bye.